When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Greetings, weary travelers, come. Warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, and of course, tales of Tamriel, brought to you by the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. I'm your host, Arkanir Silver Shield, back from my little hiatus, and I have Lotus with me, as well as a very special guest. Joining yes, us tonight. I'm here. I was gonna say, I'm, I'm here, that's it. great. <laughs> yeah, skip me. <laughs> Joining us, um, as, a, as you all know, we have been uh, sort of partnered with the Unofficial Elder Scrolls pages since episode 300, and we thought it would be a great time to have the founder of UESP, Dave, here with us to talk about everything UESP. Welcome in, Dave. How's it going? Uh, great. Great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Looking forward to talking yeah, with you guys. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, this I'm is... sure this will be oh, a great insight towards, towards like, because... I mean, UESP, it's, it's, it goes hand in hand with Elder Scrolls, which is everything we talk about. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking well, for I hope so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is so often, like, whenever it's referred to is like, oh, where do you go to get whatever you've written? We always joke, but it's like, well, I mean, you obviously just go to UESP for the longest time. And now that we've been working with you, it's like, well, this is inevitable that you should come chat about it. Give us some of the history, because a lot of... I only know bits and pieces, but it's like even the history of UESP is pretty fascinating. So it'll, it'll be good to have you be able to kind of give some of that insight that most of the time people might not even realize what brought the site to this level. Because, I mean, this site is one of like the OG sites just on the Internet when you think about it nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we would normally start with game news, but as it has been with the last several weeks there isn't much news to talk about yeah um, high aisle grows close but mm-hmm. it's not here yet <laughs> it's been yeah we were talking about it just in pre-show but this is probably the slowest or rather calmest build up towards an expansion re- or rather chapter release for elder schools online at least it feels that way yeah, and, uh, you know, we, we won't rehash it again, but one of the things we had mentioned is the fact that people are excited for the card game or super not excited mm-hmm. for the card game. So, like, there's that, and if you take that out of the equation, you've got the upcoming story, but they can't talk about that because they'll spoil it. And then it's PTS, which, again, that's a lot of testing and stuff like that, and we've even kind of covered some of the more, I don't know, 
specific ones that I personally was very interested in, but it's like, you know, every little change to every little set, it's like, well, once it lands, we can get more into the number crunchy stuff. But prior to that, it's like, I leave that more to the build guide people. Yeah. There is one thing that I want to mention, though. That, did you see the story trailer that they, they released? I did. That's <clears throat> the fact that it has, you know, those like sort of animated uh, concept art-ish storytelling with the, uh, yes. you know, almost like pages in a book. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I'm really glad they did that because that's my plan. Like my plan to tell the story in the game I'm making is exactly that since I don't have the budget or people to do anything like 3D cinematics or anything like that. So I was like, this is a good example. I'm going to use this. But yeah, um, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's a great story trailer. But yeah, other than yeah, that, we, cool. we don't have much new or any news to talk about, which is good because we can roll right into chatting with Dave here and sort of bombard him with some questions we have <laughs> uh, to to get a look behind USB and everything like that. So. so for anyone who might not know somehow uh, through a miracle, uh, Dave, do you want to tell everyone what is yeah? So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, and who my you name's are. Uh, yeah, my name's D Dave Humphrey, and I'm the the founder and I guess you call it current ad admin and owner of the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. So uh, for those who don't know, UESP. Uh, which is what we call it for short, uh, is 27 years old this year, if you, if you can believe it. It's, that is, is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it sort of snuck up on us. I mean, we, we did our 25th, you know, two years ago and sort of realized it then how, how old, old we are, mm -hmm. you know, we're older than Google. So, right. That yeah, that yes. is, that's I mean, the that best is... gauge. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I actually think on the old Elder Scrolls podcast um, with Pylon, I think you had mentioned that before. And that's why I had heard that. Where it's like, oh, my yeah. God, they literally older than Google. That is mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we started on the web in 1995. And, uh, you know, that's the really early web. I mean, there's not not a whole lot of websites out there. that are still going, you know, like Yahoo. Yahoo was the only one I can think of offhand, right? <laughs> right. But, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> amazing to think about it uh, in terms of that. Yeah. It's been that it's, long. It is. And I was going to say, the, the site itself, when you think about it, is legitimately older than a decent chunk of the player base that <laughs> actually plays the games in the series, especially with like ESO type of thing. You've got probably I, I i you know i never elder scrolls tilts a little more to an older crowd type of thing of of players it seems like but at the same time it's like you know 27 years is like that's <laughs> a long time that's that's that is mind-boggling so elder scrolls itself as the as the series is 28 years old so uesb came out just like one year after i guess elder scrolls arena Right. Uh, yeah, that because that sounds right. I mean, I, I'd have to look back and look at the dates and everything, but yeah, <laughs> you can't remember twenty eight years ago. Yeah. Like, it was <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we started started. Yeah, it must have been a, a, after Arena and either just before Daggerfall or or just when Daggerfall well, came out. I mean, mm -hmm. so the the USB, I guess, first started 
as the Daggerfall FAQ, F- FAQ, frequently asked questions. Mm-hmm. So this was back in the day before the web. Uh, we had Usenet, which is basically just like thousands of forums or different forums, right? So each each sort of each each forum would have its own FAQ or or for for various things. So you know the Daggerfall or Arena. Arena had its had its FAQ, and then I started playing Arena and, and learned about Daggerfall being in production. And Daggerfall didn't have a FAQ, so I decided to start one, and uh, that uh, that was popular. Obviously, you know, people were interested in Daggerfall back then. And mm-hmm. then uh, at some point, we we the you know the web came out, and we the 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 text FAQ we transformed into a simple web page. And then we were thinking, well, what what if we just don't do a Daggerfall FAQ? We do Elder Scrolls website, right? Like an all encompassing, and then. Uh, I mean, you know, the unofficial Elder Scrolls is sort of the obvious choice, or you know, I, you know, yeah, it'd be a little hard to say the thought, official right? one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that was the the birth of the the UESP. That's so it's fascinating. Like, you know, I, I didn't have as much experience with games like that far back because mm-hmm. I, I. I always joke that occasionally I like date myself, but it's like, even at the formation of this, it was like, Oh my God, I was like, still <laughs> really, I was in like grade school during this. So it's like, Oh wow. All right. I don't really remember that far back, but um, the the simple thing that I, I just find funny about you mentioning that is FAQs where I, I, what I used to go to a lot where it's like, Oh, how do I do this? If I'm playing a game type of thing. And it was just, you would try to match as close as you could with like a question you had, or just, you know, you'd skim through it if you had were kind of just trying to collect data. But like the idea that it was prior to being able to, as we had mentioned, like Google something or whatever. And the fact that you're mentioning that it's like, well, then we turned it into a web page. It was like, oh, my God, that was like <laughs> the formation of the web is basically around the formation of like Elder Scrolls, uh, the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. So this is like this is a strange look into the past where it's like how things literally started, not even like, Oh, how did your site start? It's like, well, this is how kind of anything started specifically. There's one about this series. So Mm -hmm. I guess, I mean, obviously back then there wasn't this concept of content creation for something that you're a fan of or anything like that. There being no way to access the content as it is today. What was the idea behind starting like Daggerfall FAQ and then, you know, turning it into unofficial. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I guess I've always liked creating, creating stuff, something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, at the time I was in, sort of in love with Arena and, and Daggerfall. So I just, you know, sort of devoted my time uh, toward the FAQ. It, you know, it was uh, you know, something I could do, uh, not just to inform myself about the game, but inform, well, the community, which would mm-hmm. be the Usenet group at the time. Sure. And then... Uh, you know, being a sort of a computer tech guy, when the when the web started, uh, I sort of got interested in that and seeing, well, what if I, you know, could create a web page or, or something, or, or how does that work exactly? And that sort of started the the sort of the transforming the the text fact into a, a web page, and then you know from there from from there the the UESB. Of course, back then it wasn't a wiki like it is now because wiki right. wiki word wasn't invented yet. Um, <laughs> It was just uh it's just you know, a simple web page that I edited myself. You know, I would either uh, uh you know play the game and, and get walkthroughs, right? Walkthroughs where people would email me tips or, or cheats or whatever and I'd put them up put them up mm-hmm. on the web page myself. 
So it was, you know, for a while it was just me editing, you know, HTML pages in the text editor. So that actually kind of makes me have a question of, do you remember when it started to catch on enough that you felt like, okay, this is more than just something that I can kind of handle myself because like, as is, no one person could manage the UESB in its current state. Like, it's yeah. unfathomable. So, yeah. like... So, I mean, I'm trying to think back. So, I remember way back, I think in Daggerfall days, I was getting, like, 300 page views a day. The problem is there's no way... Back then, there was no way of, like, comparing. You know, the, like, right. Google, Google Analytics or all the websites we see sure. today. They're, like, like, is 300 days page views a day good? I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it seemed like a lot of the time. Uh, I mean, I was happy with it, but uh, yeah. So and I'm thinking about it, things got really busy uh, when Morrowind came out. Because I mean, okay. you had you had Daggerfall and you had uh, Redguard and Battlespire. Mm-hmm. They were, I mean, they were they were popular games, but not like huge huge hits at the time. The more right, like cult cult, you know, the the, old yeah. the Elder Scrolls sort of thing. But right, same Morrowind thing came out, Shadow Key, stuff like that, I probably mm, yeah. can't imagine drove much traffic necessarily <laughs> because, you but, know. Uh, but yeah, Morrowind, it definitely, just the complexity of the game and the amount of information of the game and the popularity of the game, of course, it right. sort of increased the amount of work needed on the site. And it was, I think it was shortly after Morrowind came out, we decided to move to a, a wiki-based, so a mm-hmm. community-based e- editing um, and that was still relatively early in the days of Wikipedia. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, and that's where we got the uh, the MediaWiki said to use the same software. It seemed like a good fit. And yeah, ha- definitely happy we, we chose that. Yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, pretty much anything you can search for, you're probably going to get at least one redirect to the <laughs> <laughs> the unofficial yeah. Elder Scrolls pages, like it's it's pretty uncommon. Even if you're just cross referencing something with like the Imperial Library or something like that, the uh, usually it's just overlap as opposed to anything not on the UESB itself. Yeah, we definitely try to. You know, we our goal is try, is to document the games as accurately as possible. Mm-hmm. So you know, if it's in the game, we we try to get it at some point in in the wiki in some form or another. So it's a it's a never ending. Uh, never-ending progress. There's always stuff to do, either to re-edit or or edit new things or add new things. Even you know, it's it's been eleven, ten years after Skyrim. Yeah. You know, we're still we're still we're still adding stuff. We're still adding content. Sure. Still. Well, as opposed to a linear game, or even not even linear, just less involved. These games are so monumental. Then having a way to document this series in in a way that's comprehensive. Plus, there's all the stuff you know. Once you get into uh, lore and and like the outside writing or even the stuff inside, there's so much more to it than just the games. So it becomes like this entire entity that's just like no wonder it takes so much for so long and it keeps getting filled out because there's just stuff always happening. They're still writing more. And then sometimes you get like tie-ins to things that weren't even previously there. And then you have to retroactively go back, fill in that and all of that stuff. So. I mean, even to today, as you said, like more of it has, uh, Skyrim has been out 10 years. Oblivion has been out 15, 16, something like that. And yeah. I, I yeah, still 16, see, I think. yeah, I still see, Sometimes people find these stuff, like random stuff, and you know they obviously share it on on social media, or whatever. I'm like, how did I miss that after hundreds or maybe thousands of hours right. in this? Like, how is 
how has it been right there and no one ever mentioned it up until this point right. so it's yeah and i'm curious so elder scrolls online being the last game in the currently uh, like in the series but being way back in time in chronological order for the timeline of the game has that created any challenges or difficulties to maintain the the knowledge base in UESP because they, they are also adding all new lore as well but in a different point in time yeah so i mean honestly i don't do too much actual wiki editing or i'm not, i'm not a i'm not a huge lore expert definitely compared to at least compared to some of our our wiki editors sure but, for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah i think for the most part we just document the lore, right? So if there are inconsistencies or questions or how things fit, and, and I'm pretty sure there are, I mean, we don't really go into or try to explain it, right? We're, we're not creating or trying to explain the lore. We're just documenting it, right? Mm -hmm. So, right. Um, I'm, you know, I don't, I, if there are consistencies, we might point them out on, on like, we have a lore, a no, lore namespace where we basically, mm -hmm. for, for anything, we take all, all from all the games, or from all, all the all the content and put it into one like one page sort of thing per per topic and uh we would yeah we, i mean we just list it you know this is skyrim's lore this is elder scrolls lore right and, and it's yeah. up to the person to kind of decipher yeah. we do that on actually uh on elder scrolls Lorecast that we you know that i also record with uh robots radio that's a lot of what we'll do is like we'll use yours and then the imperial library and stuff like that and it, it's like we kind of just cross check it's like all right here's the information now how does this fit what do you think this means like here's our way of interpreting this because the information's just there it's what you glean from it is kind of what makes it yours and you know that that's They've done a good job even when they need to change stuff that they kind of – when you have such an emphasis on an unreliable narrator the way this series does, it kind of helps give you a, a, a reasonable explanation why A doesn't always mean B in 100% of the situations. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's, that's how we explain the differences in maps, right? I mean, look at maps from the various right. – things. obviously, things don't line up. And we just explained, well, it's not – maps aren't perfect right people create maps yep Map, maps change especially in like a, a you know a magic magic kingdom right right exactly you know, islands disappear into nowhere and you know <laughs> you know yeah exactly just explain it that way yeah there there have definitely been conversations like in discord and offline about you know what which which lore is correct or you know how how to line things sure. up but we try to keep it out, out of the actual wiki pages itself right and that's you know that's that's the fun people can take from mm. the information given and just like okay you can do what you want with it this is just more of like a it, here are facts do with that what you please all right so i want to know this just because i think you might have said this before and if it's true uh if i remember correctly i'm very curious just before we get, what is your favorite game out of the series that's, that's that's a tough question. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was thinking about that. You know, each game has a certain place in my heart for various reasons. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Arena's first one, sure. uh, Daggerfall. I played a lot with, and and did all kinds of stuff. And that was kind of like the birth of UESP. You know, Red Garden, Battlespire, like those Oblivion. Uh, you know, Morrowind, obviously. But uh, you know, if I had to choose one, I I would choose actually Red Guard. So, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, so, you know, that's what I thought you had mentioned. Yeah, so um, yeah, I mean, it definitely is probably 
probably one of the least liked besides <laughs> Metal Spire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of no, the it, it, Scrolls. Yeah, I know it was in the camp, but it's a struggle like, to play there. It was like after uh, after Daggerfall, like they they tried their adventure and action series, right? Mm-hmm. So Redgar was their at, at adventure. Yep. One and only adventure. One and only adventure game. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a neat mix of role playing and like action puzzles type thing. You know, attempt to sword play, and yeah, I thought it was really really fun. I liked um so so like I I played uh, Redguard way back and and the controls definitely were my biggest hang up, which is ironically as I've been going back through the series type of yep. thing. It's funny because like trying to account for these older systems, it's one of the things that I always balance out because they are infuriating to play when I'm on stream and I I don't look the stuff up in advance so that I try to get the experiences similar as to what you would have played like when you got the game type of thing, which definitely has some negatives, but people have said that it's entertaining while I smash my head into the wall trying to figure some of this stuff out. Like I had to learn what Thacko was for Elder Scrolls Arena because it was like, why why less <laughs> armor is good? <laughs> like, I don't understand. But um, Arena or, or not Arena, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Red Guard specifically. Um, Again, even though like that's that's definitely I I had a rough time going through that game, but there were a couple things I liked the transition um, that the the storytelling became like a major, major thing in that game. Um, And it kind of kicked off a few staples that I don't think a lot of people even realize kind of formated uh, around that time, Um, including I was going to say, I think that was the. I'm pretty sure that's the first time that the Sistress Islands were actually even referenced, if I remember correctly. But that that aside, like um, it was the first time we got to see a slowed with Nagasta type of thing. Mm. Uh, the main character, because you also don't create your character, which yeah, is yeah. peculiar in that one. <laughs> but I thought Silas was like a really cool main character uh, as well. Like, so... It's one of those things where a lot of the series, even when the game necessarily isn't one of the ones that I'm like, oof, this is rough to go through. They I don't think there's any of them that haven't added something really cool to the series as a whole. Yep. I think maybe another reason to think of why Redgar's my favorite is that I was really into creating like a complete walkthrough of the game back then. That was just after Daggerfall. Oh. Yep. And I'm still doing the site. So I was doing like very detailed walkthroughs. Mm-hmm. You know, every every level. And at some point, I don't know, someone one of the devs commented that, you know, my walkthroughs were better than their their uh, you know, the, the <laughs> games, ones that he published. So that sort of gave me a boost of, of confidence and you know, <laughs> ego there on that. So that's pretty good. Yes, yeah. that's that's a pretty good compliment. Mm-hmm. Um and it's funny because that one specifically uh uh, Battle Spires similar uh, as well, where the, those two spin-offs were actually much more linear. Yes, yeah, very linear. Yeah, yeah, it's point A to point B. You've got yeah. set levels and stuff like that, as opposed to you know the other games, even as far back as an arena, you could do so many things in arena. I was lost during my you know stream playthrough at various points. I was like, I have no idea where I'm going. Like I'm completely lost. Um, whereas those, you know, it, it's definitely much more of a structured path type of thing to give the story. So. Um, yeah, go for it, Ark. I started my sentence and immediately forgot. I had something in mind. Do you go on it? I'll, I'll remember it in a second and, and get it in there. So there's another story that I really kind of wanted you to be able to give some insight and your your take on how this all went down. There was a situation, uh, you know, forgive me for anything I might not know the full story on, but 
a situation where the UESP was actually able to provide information back to Bethesda properly. Can you kind of explain the whole situation around yeah, that to so whatever I, you're allowed to and stuff yeah, like that? I, I, it actually wasn't Bethesda. It was ZeniMax Online Studios. So uh, okay, in, in okay. the development of, of ESO. So that, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, we we know there, we, you know, way back uh, when uh, uh, Zoss was made, you know, no, like we didn't know what, what they were working on, right? Sure. We know, that, mm-hmm. we know it was that we it was an MNO, it was a big game, but we had no idea. And uh, eventually, it was it was released, and uh, I went to the uh, what's it, PAX East, like the year before it was released. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, uh, they had a big event there to, to promote it, and met the devs and, and everything. And they, they were they were telling me um, they were worried that they were using the USB so much for like reference for lore and various things that we would. Uh, see their IP addresses and figure out what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I reassured them we don't actually, uh, you know, troll the logs looking for Zoss or Bethesda IP addresses. And even if we did, it would be our secret sort of thing. But uh, that's pretty I, funny. I thought, yeah, I thought that was a neat thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Bethesda and Zoss has their own, you know, internal documents, but USP is, is such exhaustive, you know, that, that's, that's what we exist for is mm-hmm. to collect information or document the games that it's right. easier for them to you know if they want to look up a certain lore thing that's you know google on the or search on the usp i know, know which that. is <laughs> that's so funny that you end up being the cross-reference yeah. chart for the company doing <laughs> yeah. the thing <laughs> so I, th- I thought that was neat and it's it's like safe to assume when they first started making elder scrolls games they didn't expect it to become what it is today no. and i i, I it's what I feel is they they might, at least up until maybe more of it, they might not have had the proper documentation process of what they are doing enough to have that internal like documentation as good as UESB. That's so true, even yeah. if they have their internal like storage or, or, or whatever, it I assume it's not as good as UESB, at least in the previous uh parts of the series so yeah and you did mention like they they mentioned way back in the day that your walkthroughs were um like better than what they published themselves yes at one point did they started like recognizing what you are doing whether it be daggerfall faq or like yeah i don't know that's a a good question you know so at at one point the uesp was hosted by bethesda we we were on their, their their web servers so they oh. definitely knew about us. Mm-hmm. I, I'd have to look back when that was. I think that was that was probably between Daggerfall and Morrowind. I was going to say this is mm. another thing I was curious on. Yeah. So, like, could you elaborate on that a little bit as to yeah, like, so what I mean, the weird situation is with that? Yeah. yeah so I mean, trying to take hosting way back when we were just doing like cheap, you know, five dollar a month like VPS hosting, mm-hmm. and like uh, trying to think that my first host I was paying for. Either something was wrong with it or went down. So someone donated their their web server and I was on there for a bit. And then for some reason that went down. And I think Bethesda offered to host it. And again, I could be forgetting the details, but that was the, the rough yeah. series of events. That's pretty so cool. I, that's still yeah, yeah so that's was, still pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that wouldn't happen these days, but you know, again, this is sure. you know, early <laughs> really early web where you know, web server is just a computer in someone's office, basically, right? They're, right. It's not not a not a huge 
not a huge web data center or anything. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think we were on Bethesda very long, but you know, a couple months Briefly. or something until yeah. Well, <laughs> to that point too, which is which is interesting because you know, like you said, that that's not something that would happen nowadays just for legality reasons. It oh, seems mm-hmm. like that would be a nightmare, um, but. Overall, I mean, we've made reference to it as the devs have joined us on this show many times or provided us help when we need something and stuff like that. It's one of the things that has always struck me as very unique about Bethesda slash ZeniMax as a whole is, and this kind of goes to that, they're much more involved with a lot of the people who enjoy their games and are part of their community than is normal i guess i would say yeah. like it, it, it's kind of uncommon how much they mm. kind of interact with all of us as, as a whole for various things so it's interesting yeah. to hear that even all the way back with something like that it it's not a new thing it kind of seems like they had their finger on like oh this is a very helpful site you know we should we should note this type of deal yeah yeah so i mean i'm pretty sure that was like after di- like in the daggerfall time or you know mm-hmm. red card you know in, in that time period I, I don't know. I don't exactly remember when. I I I know I you know had emails with Todd Howard and and Chris Weaver from yep. from those guys. Not a lot, just you know. Sure, off and on. A while back and forth. So I mean, they were right. definitely aware of aware of me of yep. the USB from you know you know you know post Daggerfall times. So yeah, because I was going to say that'd be around the time that Todd Howard was probably getting started, as opposed mm-hmm. to the bulk of it being Julian Lefay, I believe is how you pronounce it, type yep. of deal. So it's like that's that's interesting. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I guess like it goes to, it's one of my favorite quotes in the game industry is from Todd Howard. I don't remember it exactly. I, I used to memorize it. Um, I, I think it was during either a game developers conference or one of the like E3 type conferences. But the, the main part is it, among the long sentence, he says, make the player proud that he bought it. So I mean that's what Bethesda does. Like you, you really mm. feel part of it and actually feel proud to be a part of it, even though you are the consumer and you pay money for right. it. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> exactly. it definitely doesn't feel like that type of a relationship when it comes to Bethesda and ZeniMax as a whole. So mm. it it's just to me it adds to what you said, Lotus, with with their involvement with the community. Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean I'm not really involved in any other game community so i have nothing to base it on right so it's just <laughs> it's just what happens in yeah you're just in my life sort of thing. and that that's funny you say that because like i oftentimes reference the fact that like when i was involved with um other, other games like I, I went from like sports to okay i can't really play sports as much well at least competitively type of thing so it's like okay what's something else i can kind of do competitively so i got into gaming and stuff like that and and i've made jokes about like some of the worst things i've been messaged in ESO in competition. So it's like in Cyrodiil or something like that is oftentimes nicer than a compliment I've gotten in like a competitive shooter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, it's, it is, it's a very different atmosphere. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still, there's still plenty of issues to be, to be had with, you know, oh, a big yeah. community because this, this community, when you encompass more than just Elder Scrolls online, you have like all of the games, just Skyrim alone has like, you know, however many millions of people so still play mm-hmm. it daily. But like as a series as a whole, you're definitely going to have some people that don't fall into that. 
but like so much of the community is so nice and then so many of the devs are so connected it's it it is it's a very different feel from anything i've personally been involved with yeah i know i guess i've met too many of the zost no the the bethesda devs but i know the the zost devs for eso you know i've gone to pax east yeah a bunch of times and chatting with you know them yeah they're they're great great people to to talk with and and hear, hear them talk about how, you know, the developed in the game and or just life in general is really, yeah. really great. I mean, I guess Bethesda itself at this point is so massive and they are obviously mm. running so many different IPs under their name. I, I, if, I guess they would need like several lifetimes to be as involved with their community as <laughs> Zoss is with their community. Sure. Um. But, yeah, and it, it, it's weird because it's like one of those things where like I kind of joke that it's like, oh, yeah, but that tends to like originally it was like, oh, I, you know, I really like Elder Scrolls and Fallout. And that was what well, Elder Scrolls was always Bethesda Fallout got scooped in after, mm. after Fallout 3 type of thing. And I was like, oh, cool. This is really fun, too. Uh, originally, my thought was I was like, oh, it's, it's Elder Scrolls with guns. Sweet. Uh, this is fun. But then like it's funny over the years where I've just been like, oh, yeah, I really like Bethesda completely unrelated to anything obviously i could have any input in but like one of my favorite shooters is quake and then they mm -hmm. they absorb id and i'm like wait what like so it's just like one of those things where it's it's been peculiar that series i like outside have somehow then become connected to something that i already was like oh okay i guess that's another thing that i like from this so it, it's it's kind of like a weird it just keeps happening with me I guess I guess they know their target audience in a way that like most of my favorite games, completely irrelevant genres, are under <laughs> Bethesda like as a whole. So they, I don't, they 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 know what they are going for. I guess is a, is a feeling. There was, um, yeah, go ahead. Did you, wait first of all? Did you remember the thing you meant to ask? Oh, I, I totally that was the, your game? yeah, that was the um when like the Bethesda started recognizing you ESP. Oh, okay. yeah. I was like, tell me I'm about to derail you again. <laughs> again. <laughs> um, what do you call it? <clears throat> the um, the next thing I kind of wanted to know is, um, has the USB, I mean, we, we'd gone over the USB has been around for so long. And obviously, I, I don't, ex don't you expect uh, to, to have you explain anything more that, you know, stuff is always in the work. But, Given how far that the UESP has come and you've been here since its inception, um, has it met what you kind of hope to get from it? Has it exceeded it? Is there, is there more you specifically kind of hope to get out of it or make it go in a direction? Because it's like this is now so big compared to the, the, the little project you kind of started with. Like, has its trajectory been what you expected or wanted or is there more to it that you still hope to accomplish? Yes, that's a good question. So, in some ways, I didn't really have any expectations when I first started. Right? Was, <laughs> that's fair. You know, I just something something I like doing. You know, guys, two things I like doing. You know, the game and you know, uh, creating something for that people can use or find useful. Right? In terms of the website, so I didn't really have any end goal. It's just you know, back when Daggerfall, I was just you know writing Daggerfall walkthroughs or Daggerfall hints or Daggerfall utilities or whatever, and. Uh, you know, I didn't really think that that far, you know, I had this, you know, next thing comes out, okay, same thing. Yeah, right, walk through right. And, 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 you know, just just keep going. And then, of course, when the, when the wiki, you know, up to the, when the wiki, we changed to a wiki, that was, it was all, 
and myself writing it. And then, you know, the wiki, moving to a wiki definitely changed things because it's now it's, it's not just what I want the site to be, it's what the community, the USB community wants the site to be. Mm-hmm. And they sort of, they sort of took off with it, right? I mean, there's only so much one, one person can do, but when you get, you know, sure. dozens of people or hundreds of people over, over years, you know, it's just what, what the USB has become is way beyond what I ever could have guessed from the beginning, right? That's good. That's that's going to be pretty satisfying. Yeah, I mean, something you created took off like yeah. this, and you know, provides so much to so many. Yep. And you know, it's, it's it was always a hobby up to a point, and then you know, but when Skyrim came out, you know, the the viewership went through the went through the roof, sort of thing, and right. the revenue went with it. And at that point, I sort of realized, wait, well, wait a minute, it's not just a hobby; it's something I can it could actually you know support me full time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've been blessed enough, uh, you know, for 10 years to be able to work on USB full time and have it support me, mm-hmm. which is great. So that's really awesome. That yeah. That's like really cool that it's it's become like, you know, a pet project that ended up turning into something. It's like, wow, that's probably not a life direction you expected <laughs> to be so helpful to you. <laughs> well, in, in some ways, it's kind of it's kind of good. It's full time because, you know, to be back before Skyrim, it, it took a lot of my my free time you know i'm you know working sure. a full-time job or more than full-time job and you know coming home and working another couple hours on the site or whatever i right. did it definitely kind of overtakes your life sort of thing yeah and uh you know being able to do it full-time then uh, of course obviously I, I can just do it you know the my 40 40 hours a week sort of thing and sort of yeah. still and have my you know personal life on top of it rather than so yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense because yeah. Ark and I joke about that all the time. I was like, man, imagine if we like just did this like for 40 hours a week instead of like <laughs> jamming like, OK, we need like eight hours. At least we can dedicate to getting stuff done, getting stuff accomplished in game so that we can then talk about it and stay up to dates on it and all that stuff. It's, it's like, wow, I couldn't fathom how much more I could do if I did that 40 hours a week. It's like, <laughs> oh, wow, that'd be crazy. But it's it's weird. It's, you know, to to your point you kind of got established then it became a thing as opposed to you tried to make it a thing and then needed to get it established you put in all the hard work to start with and then it became a thing you could functionally live off of yeah you know it was a good 15 years or so before of it just being a hobby or side thing and it didn't really generate Mm -hmm. it generated enough revenue just to pay for the web server costs Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing and i never really i never really you know, planned or tried to make it, you know, bigger than it, bigger than it was. It was just, uh, you know, we're documenting Elder Scrolls. We have a community of, of people who love the game and that, that was great. And then, yeah. And then, yeah. And then, you know, Skyrim, it just took off, you know? Right. Yeah. I was going to say Skyrim. I can see how Skyrim would yep. help massively with that. Is- yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, more, more people playing and, you know, more people Googling Skyrim, how to, how to find, yeah, this NBC or whatever, right? And, <laughs> right, and yeah. I, I, you know the jump between the series was, well, I wouldn't even say necessarily super popular back in the day, but it was like popular-ish yeah. enough to keep getting sequels, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the spinoffs, you know that that didn't go quite so great. But then they had you know the Morrowind, and that was the first time it went on console. That's I've always said that's my experience mm-hmm. was I played it on an Xbox because, yeah. uh, you know. And then, you know, Oblivion even more so. And it was like when it hit the mainstream, you know, Skyrim has just everybody. It's such a household name. People don't even a lot of times people are like, oh, when Skyrim 2 coming out as opposed to when is Elder Scrolls <laughs> 6 coming out? It's like 
you know, Skyrim in and of itself became its own entity in its entirety. Mm-hmm. And like, how did Elder Scrolls Online compare or USB to to Skyrim's release? Was there like a noticeable yeah. thing there? Yeah, there, there, there actually wasn't a noticeable bump. I was kind of expecting it, but maybe because Skyrim was still so popular at the time, mm. uh, there's there's a, there's a little bump. I see that. But yep. uh, you know, even I haven't looked recently, but even even these days, there's probably more people uh, using like Skyrim section of the site than El- Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, that, that honestly doesn't totally surprise yeah. me. <laughs> um, especially the other thing that's you know it's it's been mentioned you know so many times, but just like the initial launch of ESO was so rocky too. Uh, was the best. true? Yeah, yeah. It, that probably didn't help drive too much. In in that direction, because you know it was it was still a woof, I, yeah I don't know it's it, you know and it's it's definitely obviously come a long way but like actually even to robots point uh, his Skyrim videos still get more plays on YouTube <laughs> than ESO it's like that that's just it it's like it is it's 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 a different group oftentimes I feel I that think so yeah mm-hmm. there's definitely some overlap like people you know like us where it's like mm-hmm. we've played all of them so we'll play ESO but like. Yep. A, a decent amount of guildies literally joined because they're like, oh, yeah, I, I just wanted to play multiplayer. And it, yep. <laughs> so that's why I'm here. Or it's like, oh, I only play serial because it's a fun PvP. It's like, huh, you don't know anything else about the series. It's just this, huh? It's like, all right, fair enough. And and since we mentioned Elder Scrolls 6, it's I, I have to ask this. When do you think, like, do do you have any guesses? Because I know it's... It's just all guesses at this point for Elder yep. Scrolls Six. Offhand, no. So I, I don't have any any uh, inside information, sort of thing. They're 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 tight lipped. Even oh, when yeah. we try to yeah. try to get preview stuff and you know beg for uh, you know concept art or screenshots or anything. Or like, <laughs> like, we'll release it when we're when we release it. Still, so yeah. Um, I mean, I I'm sure people have mentioned this. You know, they're still sort of waiting ESO out. I think. A little bit, yes, probably. I, I, and, I, I, I'm of that mindset where I, th- I think until ESO stops growing in player base and generating so much revenue, I really don't see them wanting to. You know, business stuff is a focus of businesses, so like yeah. you know, I, I cannot see them wanting to cannibalize at least until ESO has stagnated a bit and yep. it's been on the rise consistently for so long despite any hiccups it might have and stuff like that I think until at least stagnates I I can't imagine they would do that because whether people want to admit it or not there's going to be a dip in ESO when yeah. Elder Scrolls 6 comes out like even if you play both mm-hmm. it's going to at least split your time there's only so much time in a day you can devote to both mm-hmm. and yeah and- so i mean you know it, there's no way of guessing i mean ESO could go another 5 years depending on yeah. just you know what they do in chapters and DLCs and right you know, PV, pvp is looking strong in the past couple months right with the, the <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Changes so that could... to the surprise of everyone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I mean, that might bump it up for a couple more years, and like, who knows, right? So, yeah. So I mean, we're we we can't do much. I mean, uh, so we're actually looking forward to to Starfield now, even though it's not a it's not a ES you know, Elder Scrolls game. We're hoping mm-hmm. it will provide a little insight in what ES6 might be in terms of you know the uh, 
computer engine and and technology oh, yeah. and you know data formats and stuff like that. So we've actually started a Starfield wiki, you know, oh, cool. uh, separate separate from the USP wiki, of course. But and uh, well, and of course now that's delayed till next year. But I mean, that's that's no worries. <laughs> yeah. Again, <laughs> it, it'd be better to have it land good as opposed to exactly yeah. land and then need you know to deal with the bad publicity and then get it fixed and stuff like yeah. that and just because you know it, it it's they've now learned from two separate events eso and follow 76 which have mm-hmm. formed into games that are totally worth playing and yeah. people love them but like had they been able to skip that opening bad publicity i wonder how much more popular they might actually know. be yeah. when you when you have that situation removed from what actually happened. Yeah, yeah I know. Imagine ESO released with one Tamriel, you know, right. of, <laughs> you know, I, it, I mean, it, it, From my perspective, I would have been there at launch instead of trying the beta yeah. that my friend had. And I was like, eh, this is not really for <laughs> me. I guess this is the first Elder Scrolls game I, I'm going to pass on. And then I came back, but originally at launch i'm like uh, this is i uh, i don't i don't think so yeah, and like to to the point of elder scrolls 6 i always ask the question because it's fun to just see what people think about but uh again todd howard back in i want to say like 2015 e3 or something might be earlier or a little later but he did mention that there was going to be three all new ips under Bethesda before Elder Scrolls 6 has ever become a thing. Yeah. So Starfield is one of them. There was another one that I don't remember, but I think we are still missing the third new IP under Bethesda. So... Yeah, it was yeah. Redfall, right? Which everyone thought oh, was yeah, PS6. So. Oh, that might Maybe, be the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is... Which, that's yeah, very what? funny that... Yeah, I was going to say, there's also the Indiana Jones thing that was announced and basically never talked to again or talked oh, about yeah. again. I forgot yeah. about that. We're still. I assume we might actually see something at the Bethesda Xbox Showcase this year. Oh, that's June twelfth, isn't it? Yep. Yes, sir. Oh, that, yeah, looking I'm... forward to it, even if it's just a, a couple screens or a little bit of gameplay of of mm-hmm. ESX or Starfield. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah, wherever they show them, I'm I'm there for. <laughs> we can get another Elder Scrolls screensaver, or it pans across something <laughs> really beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are really great because it opens the gate to. Like oh my God, months so of speculation. To, yeah, the months of speculation, and I love that part. I, I it, the amount of people who were like speculating on the directional sun rays to determine where it was. It was like, oh my lord! I was like, this is so in depth. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I love it though. Yeah, but I'm I'm at this point, I'm more curious about Starfield because that's I. I just want to know what the gameplay of it is. That's it. That mm. I don't care when it comes out. I don't. It's just what is the gameplay of it? Is it going to be like Mass Effect? Is it going to be like I don't know Star Citizen? Right. Just, I want to know that. I know because we haven't seen really that much, even with all of this. So it's mm-hmm. still so unsure as to what it will be. Yeah. I hope it um, becomes a thing, though. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm not even a big sci-fi person, and I'm very intrigued by Starfield to mm. see what... I mean, that was what got me into Fallout. I was like, oh, I just like this style of game, so I'll play this other one, and then I ended up really, really liking it. So mm-hmm. um, so I guess one other thing that I'm curious about, 
since you had mentioned, you know, when we were talking about like what the what the series has or what the site has kind of evolved into, is there anything? Obviously, if you've got any secret plans, you don't need to divulge them. But is there anything you would like to see one day from the UESP that you might not have accomplished yet? It could, it could be pipe dream worthy or or like logistically, I would actually like to see this one day. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's a tough tough question i mean obviously we're branching out into different games with starfield so right the starfield thing's a great great example of that it's like you you know know, you've kind of expanded the wiki into into more already yeah so maybe expanding into you know other other stuff but you know we're we're not any in any rush to do that we want to make sure what we do is is good so right we'll see we'll see how the starfield wiki goes and, and go from there um you know maybe uh we do have an Android app, but we want to get an app for like all, you know, uh, you know. Oh, that'd uh, be really cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, all, all phones or what's the uh, the Apple phones as well or something. Or, yeah. you know, at the, the app is just read only now. So, you know, an uh, app you can edit edit on or uh, when you get like the maps and other stuff uh, on the app as well, instead of just on the on the website. Oh. Um, you know, we're sort of looking at it this year, but, you know, not really sure where it's going to end, end up with. Sure. But, uh something we're, we're sort of heading towards slowly and uh well, there's there's always always you know side side things you know there's the wiki and we have like you know the maps and other stuff you know side side projects that are turn out to be part of like the build editor sort of thing the eso build editor yeah um you know improving that or, or getting similar projects like that up and running uh there's always stuff to do it seems <laughs> or I mean, once the, the I, I guess, I mean, uh, a creative mind doesn't really stop thinking about stuff to add, especially when you are this passionate about what you are doing too. So. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, I'm always thinking new stuff. It's, it's more of a matter of, it's a good idea, but you know, I don't have the month or two to actually do it. So it's right, sure. Better. And yeah, then the logistics maybe, become problematic. And then maybe uh, something, something comes up. And people start asking for it, or someone wants to work on it, or help me with it. It's like okay, well then it starts, you know, comes from the back burner into the into the forefront. That's sure. That's, that's sort of how <laughs> projects work with the UASB. So yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Just the way yeah. we even hear about stuff added to Elder Scrolls Online, it sounds like a very yeah. similar thing. Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we got a team that's now devoted on something that was brought up before, but had to get pushed off mm-hmm. because we covered this first. It's like it it just seems almost like a tech way of doing things. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> Also completely oh. irrelevant, but I want to mention okay. this for anyone who is not on video format. I see three <laughs> banners behind you, Daggerfall Covenant, <laughs> Evanhard Pact, and the UESP banner, and I yes. see no yellow, and that makes oh, me happy. The yellow's there, it's just, I don't have, the, the, it's silly, the pole's not long enough to have four banners. It's so. fine, you you drop the banner <laughs> you, that shouldn't be up there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's ye- yellow, yellow's too close to the USB banner, so it's, yes, it's it better is. to and have it, the... It's funny. Doc did the exact same thing. She she put the USB one over the AB one. It's like perfect. This is why um, we love USB. I mean, this is yeah, the exactly. only reason. I mean, unintentional propaganda for us. Um, what do you call it? But um, so here's a a thing. We usually, I I mean, we kind of like do this at the end, and this was 
something I just kind of wanted to bring up because I personally uh, loved mine when I when I got it. Um, but if people want to let's start with if people want to kind of be involved with the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, what would you tell them? Like, because, again, I've done minimal edits myself. Uh, obviously, now we're kind of like joined in the podcast sphere where you guys have provided us like a bunch right out the gate type of thing for for any needs we have. Um, but yeah, if somebody's interested in contributing or, you know, they, we, we always mention in terms of the Patreon, if people want to support the site, there's, there's all these different things. Why don't you just from, you know, the deeper in-depth version, what would you suggest for people that are interested? Yeah. So if, if you, if you love the USB or the Elder Scrolls and want to be involved, I mean, you know, make, make an account on the wiki, start editing anytime you can, if you need help, either post on the, uh, the community portal on the wiki. Or uh, join our Discord. We have a on the sidebar of the USB. We have a Discord. Join us and start chatting with us and and see what uh, see what needs adding. There's always small projects and large projects going on the wiki. Um, if you uh, just want to support the site, we do have Patreon, as you mentioned. We have all kinds of cool stuff uh, at various tier levels, and would would love left people to join and see what that's about. Or uh, if you if you know if you uh, for other stuff, you know, if if you're looking like like in programming stuff, you can always contact me uh, on Discord and see see what uh, what projects are available. You know, we'll, we'll always, there's lots of ways lots of ways to help depending on your you know what you want to do or or your what what level you want to be involved at. So yeah, yeah, and you know, I I showed it on the show before. It was on uh, my Twitter as well. But like um, one one of the things that I I. Because I, because I know you were one of the ones who was working on him, and it was actually one of the first times we had chatted. Was uh, the 3D sculpture of your characters for the tier of Patreon last year? Last or, year, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I still, I've got mine right up on my shelf. I love yeah. that thing, and it's like when when that arrived, I was like, oh my god, the level of detail to this is like <laughs> blowing my mind. Just yeah, those, out of curiosity, how involved was that? Because I know you had mentioned that it was a bit of a project once yeah, you got it was. going. Yeah, it turned out to be a little more complicated. The, the, the main difficulty was getting the models uh, to a level that could be 3, 3D printed. So mm -hmm. we, we capture models from the game, ESO or Skyrim or whatever. The problem is they may look really good, but they're not anywhere ready to be 3D printed, just mm -hmm. in terms of how the how the mesh connects and joins up. And we, we have to, it turned out that the work needed to get the mesh ready is a lot. So I actually hired someone off uh, Fiverr. I tried oh. doing it myself. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm an amateur 3D artist, but it took me like 10 to 20 hours for what for one model Oh and, my. Uh, in Blender. And uh, that's like one model, so that's one person. So if you have, you know, a, a mountain pet, Although pets were actually easy, but yeah, so I did just getting the model ready, and then uh, well, the other other challenge is shipping. You know, we had, it, they turn out to be some of the the tiny features are so fragile they they break no matter yeah, how, I, how well you pack them. So because I was gonna say mine, I think it took me four minutes to get mine out of the packaging because it was so <laughs> wrapped from so many angles. Yeah. Because I had like the staff on my back, which I even originally was talking to was like, if this is even possible, I don't know if this is a thing. And you managed to do the staff exactly like I thought. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is exactly what I envisioned. <laughs> and it was like, but each one of the like parts of the uh, Dramothra staff, which was the, the style that I have my character in, was like individually wrapped with paper so that it would like <laughs> stay. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so involved. <laughs> 
unfortunately, mo- most of them got shipped okay. Just a couple, couple broke. We had to redo, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll maybe do it again in a couple of years. We'll see how technology involves. I mean, yes, I was can... I was sort of thinking about this project for a long time, like five or ten years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, every time I looked at it, you know, the cost is like you know through the roof. To, right, to and individually I... print it. And I always just thought that would be like a cool concept to have like, oh, yeah, this is my character. And I mean, there's so many different little models and stuff that yep. people have, but it's you never really get one that's customized. So that mm. was why I was like, oh, this is so yep. cool. Because, again, as much as like Ark likes to rip on my my gear, because I'm always basically in the exact same armor with my upset. I love glass armor, but it's like that's kind of like what i just wear it's just like on my characters it's just like and i've had people whisper me in game whether they like it or not like oh they're like yeah you can recognize me by the armor because i don't change my outfit it's been the same since they added glass armor to the game so they recognize you from your armor because no one else wears that ugly armor (laughs) some of us are here from when glass armor was put in the game (laughs) (laughs) um i think think is that i think that might be it for uesp specific stuff is there anything else you can think of that we specifically wanted to no i mean if if i could get my head together i probably would continue to bombard with questions but i'll probably come up with stuff as we go or we'll have to just get dave back uh for for a second version of this Exactly. Uh, also, yeah, just died. as we said that, yeah, he he just dropped off. So. Sorry, <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. I was gonna say, I think we lost you briefly. <laughs> um, Let me, uh, yes, sorry, my uh, my four year old pressed the computer power button. Because <laughs> who, who doesn't like pressing a shiny button? Amazing. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Oh man, okay. that's so great! <laughs> yeah, so like, um, uh, LED button, right? Same. <laughs> you wouldn't want to press it. <laughs> exactly. Um. All right. Well, then I think we could probably move on to just maybe what we've been up to. I was going to say, I suppose we could mm-hmm. do our break too. And uh, I mean, we do have a shout out that we have to do, especially with Dave here, since yeah, it's a... <laughs> I was going to say, specifically, uh, yeah. our newest patrons to the UESP. Yeah, <laughs> please. Uh, but this week, we have Rockstar Rem uh, as the newest addition to UESP's Patreon. So, thank you so much, as always. Hope you enjoy the rewards you'll be getting, and supporting both UESP and the show, which always helps. Yes. So, and... I happen to have this here, the, the, we're doing laser-engraved maps... They oh, love that so much. Yeah, for the top. Oh, yes, you have one handy. Okay, so this is for anybody on the video version. Yep. I, this, is, I, uh, this is Orcish tier, and mm. we're doing bigger, more complicated ones for the, the Glass and Daedric tiers. And hopefully in a, couple, a week so or two, good. we'll have uh, some nice samples to show you. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, I, we'll uh, have them on the, like... Uh, and maybe we should have that. Bring them up on the... Oh, the yeah, episode could be a thing. <laughs> we always Think decide what to do for cover art. Yeah, talk yeah. people with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say for your uh, a Patreon check-in, because I'm a Patreon as well, yeah. even though, you know, I work with you. <laughs> um, I, it was before any of that happened. Um, yeah, I, I, I've loved the like updates you've given on how they look, um, kind of as you 
yeah, I, we, I, I test them out and design how this goes because it's a lot of work in progress to figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we sort of have an idea, especially for like the bigger projects, the glass and daedric tier, sort of have an idea of what we want and then sort mm-hmm. of work our way to them in terms of what, what they'll end up. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far and excited to see the, the finished project. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they just like a lot of things so far has, they look so good. Mm. I mean, it's from, I don't know who's doing the designs and everything like that, but if that's like an individual thing or if there's a group of people working on it or not, but they are just, I love, I, I love yeah, the it's, visual it's aesthetic mainly me, of you. So ESP. thank you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, well, we don't have any iTunes reviews or anything else to add, so we are going to have our quick break, uh, which I'll take a moment to cough because that's I've, I've been holding it back for a while. Um, and I will be back with our tales in a bit, so see you all then. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So we are back with the fan favorite section of the show, which is Tales of Tamriel, as the name suggests. And um, as we have a special guest here, uh, Dave, why don't we start with you? Which we normal, what we normally do is we talk about what we have been doing in the last week uh, between the shows in Elder Scrolls in general. But uh, since you, you know, run UESP and this is your first time on the show, you are, you can talk about anything that has been of note, whether it's related to UESB or the games you've been playing, what have you been up to? Yeah, so unfortunately, I don't I don't play Elder Scrolls games much. I mean, uh, uh, even ESO, I, yeah, most most of when, most of the time when I when I'm playing ESO, I'm actually working either you know I'm you know developing an add-on or programming or getting mm-hmm. some data or it's funny I whatever. figured that would probably be <laughs> yeah. the case oftentimes when your work is your like yeah. the game it's kind of goes hand in hand which I would assume <laughs> kind of turns it a little bit off of a like relaxing side hobby a into bit, like yeah. a okay well now this is a little more like being able to play without the business mindset mm. I would imagine would be kind of complicated honestly yeah yeah I, I kind of there's stuff in ESO I want to do it's just a matter of, yeah, you get burned out in terms sure. of, you know, you're doing Elder Scrolls stuff all day and, you know, you're know, playing the game on and off. So, so you want to do something else or get away from the computer, right, at, at, yeah. at nighttime. So, I mean, uh, you know, outside of the game, I've been doing the, doing the mats this week. So this is the, uh, yes. this is the uh, glass level. I've been, I just, it, this is a really quick one, but it's turning mm-hmm. out really, really good. So uh, this, this will get a background of like uh, I have some poster printed 
water like water background yep. like mm-hmm. water behind it and put it in a frame and try to glue some of the the islands back on to <laughs> uh, <laughs> me i can find them all and make sure they're the right place but yeah just to, just as a this as a test it turned out really good so yeah i was gonna uh, say for that 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 looks really cool like the 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 just the wood aesthetic type of yeah. thing looks really really nice yeah so uh so yeah, that, that's what I'm doing this week. And some of the other, the smaller maps, is testing various, you know, maps and settings and yeah. stuff, trying to get that nailed down. So yeah, I'll be very curious at the end of the year when these get shipped out, how they end up coming out. Mm-hmm. Because so far, any of the the tier rewards I've ever seen, I mean, you're even drinking out of the 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 this oh, yes. mug yes. type of thing, which Doc has had <laughs> on the show as well. Mine's mm-hmm. actually behind me. I haven't drank out of mine yet. It's actually, I think, holding a plush. Um, but you like, um, that, that's just it. The, the, the quality of those things is very, very creative. I like them a lot. Yeah. Well, thank you. We put a lot of effort into doing something unique and something that won't get us in trouble in terms of copyright with Bethesda. uh, It's a fine line, but so far, no, uh, no legal notice or uh, cease and desist. Cease and desist. (laughs) I mean, Bethesda in general, from everything I've seen so far is... Again, a lot more involved with with yeah, the amount like of they things like they allow for their community to work reason. on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, within we reason. our exactly. name literally is Tales of Tomriel. And... Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was, the the uh, the funniest part is like if if you Google the show. Well, actually, now there's the third one because the uh, the, the Instagram the account. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's somebody there's... else for the Instagram account that's actually not ours. But mm. then you'll get prior. You would get one of two things. You would get our show, or you would get the officially printed books, mm-hmm. which, which I have, the I have behind me. Yeah, yeah I've got yeah. behind me as well, and it's like. We're not named after the books. We actually existed before they printed those books. But then it's Tales of Tamriel. I was like, oh, that's awkward. And then, <laughs> which we still like to to joke when uh, there's Tales of Tribute, the card game coming with High Isle. The the joke being when they were doing the the discussing how it works, and Gina slipped up and <laughs> said Tales of Tamriel. She's like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, there's a plug for the podcast, um, but I actually mean Tales of Tribute. I'm like, yep. So if you just look up T.O.T., as a side effect, you kind of get us as well. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like all syncs together. It's very amusing how that actually works. But um, what have you happen been up so to? Have you had any time to play Ark, or are you still MIA? I haven't played literally anything in a while it's rip i work and then i come home and then i work on my own game and in between that there is the like the the social stuff that you end up like like the wedding or other yeah yeah i was gonna say you had a wedding yeah uh that i had to do so yeah absolutely zero game time uh yeah for a while so well hopefully soon enough you'll be able to dive back in yeah, a little I mean, bit at, at um, this point i gave up i'm just waiting for high isle I was and gonna say, i'll just high get isle as right much done as i can until high isle so i can jump yep. in with high isle right um, see so. and that that's what we'll get the extra streams on this channel you can just stream <laughs> high isle a whole bunch i mean i've i've had the pts stream set up for like three weeks now to stream on this channel it's been just yep. set up it's it's there <laughs> it's just waiting yeah i haven't logged in though so that's I don't funny have any um 
so I've I've done a few things. I've actually been incredibly busy with work and um, all of all of that. So I'll actually um, I'll, I'll end up being away next week. Um, uh, I'm heading out on a vacation, so I'll kind of be MIA. We'll have to figure out if we can do something next week or if we might need to postpone and just either do a weird day or do some type of fill in type of thing. But um, even still, I. I done a few things in game as i try to close in uh on anything i'm trying to get done before high aisle drops personally um my goal when high aisle drops is actually to hit fifty thousand total achievement points uh, oh which is i forget the exact number but that's some currently not including high aisle there's like fifty thousand one hundred, so it's like I, I was gonna say that's a one hundred percent. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, almost. that would be if I had it now. I'm I'm accounting for a little leeway for for when high yeah. aisle drops type of thing. So so like that's that's just it. I'm I'm a, I'm around a thousand away. Um, so I'm not I'm not at a hundred percent, but I'm definitely in the the high ninety percentages of completion. Um. But yeah, so I've been kind of organizing because I, I guess you could kind of joke that this is a little bit obsessive, but you know, it 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 is what it is. It's the stuff I do find fun. <laughs> um, I am planning it out so that I can hit exactly the number fifty thousand. Um, like not fifty thousand five. That will drive me insane. Like I need to oh. hit the exact number. Um, so I can't just willy nilly grab whatever I want either. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I, I, I've kind of been working on a structure for that because I don't know, this is what I, this is what I do for entertainment. Uh, <laughs> but that aside, um, I want to just bring up a ridiculous thing that um, we encountered uh, in our weekly prog. We've, we're basically on the cusp of getting uh, Unchained, which is the Black Rose Prison Perfecta. Um, and we only run once a week. So, you know, it's if we don't get it one week, it's like, oh, OK, well, we don't really have time to group until the following one. But um, the 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 issue we ran into was this week we actually didn't get to practice, which was a huge downer because for whatever reason, um, and it it seemed completely isolated to the four of us in this one Black Rose prison instance where it just uh, th there was some. We just had internet issues left and right, not even all the same people. Like I didn't, which is weird because I'm very persnickety when it comes to internet. Like if I get any lag, I get really irritated. But like we were having people DC. We actually have a really funny video. I should check to see if he wouldn't mind me posting it that people might get a laugh out of. Um, our sorcerer just he dropped from chat and we were like, oh, no, like Bill's Bill's getting DC'd and the boss on the first area pops up and she's in his character model they're just on top of each other and we're like oh he, he's totally done for and then all of a sudden he just teleports like nine feet to her side and starts light attacking and i'm like what? okay I, <laughs> I guess bill's still there maybe he just got dropped from chat and then he goes from light attacking to just kind of like bouncing back and forth doing like this weird like block spell thing and i was like so is bill here or is his thing just like freaking out and then as if for anybody who hasn't done Black Rose Prison, one of the mechanics is um, she will drop meteors on everybody, followed by this flame spout pinwheel thing that you need to avoid. Well, Bill doesn't avoid any of those. Like the meteors slam on him. He doesn't die. And and our healer's freaking out. She's like, I don't know whether to heal him or not. Is he even there? 
Um, and the the part that really like had us laughing was when the 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 fire pinwheel start. He just doesn't move at all. Like it's just going through him, and it's like his health bar is bouncing all over the place, but he's not dying. So we have absolutely no clue what is exactly going on during all of this, and. We managed to actually beat the boss um, through all of this, which was pretty funny. But then, like, as we tried to walk through the gate to the next arena, it actually did drop him entirely. And we just fought (laughs) stuff like that all night long. So unfortunately, we just called the run because we had three separate instances where nobody had died and somebody disconnected. And Uh. we're like, okay, this is because we were like, if we get to a arena five and we're at the finale and somebody disconnects and that's why we don't get our unchained i was like nah i'm not i don't have it in me for for that type of thing like that would be way too heart-wrenching i'd rather just not do it <laughs> like um so yeah i i don't really know what was going on with all of that but it was very very strange um and then the only other thing which i had mentioned that i had gotten into was i've been playing a lot of battlegrounds uh recently just now that We've got all the modes back and it's not just team deathmatch 24 seven. And there are, I mean, I'm no battlegrounds expert, but they might want to go over battlegrounds with a bit of a, a, a cleanup brush, I guess, because I had mentioned one where I got the chaos ball and I, I took zero damage oh, yeah. uh, from it. Well, there is, um, I actually really wish I had written down the name. Uh, I don't know the name of the map itself, but I actually issued a bug report on it. I'm assuming this is like, if you play Battlegrounds a lot, this is probably a somewhat known thing. But you can just like go through these like wooden planks and just basically be out of bounds. Oh. And other people can get out there too and it just turns into this giant mess of like everybody in the beat. So like if there's a chaos ball or something like that, they just run it out of bounds in this area. And it just turns into this mess of people jamming into this like out of bounds rafter thing. And I spent an entire battleground where nobody ever played anywhere but that. Like and it basically went to score cap because nobody could hold on to it because everybody just started dropping AOEs on the out of bounds yeah. area. <laughs> But I had it for a while and I basically was just jabbing as fast as the game would allow me because I could regenerate <laughs> that way. But it was, I guess maybe I've just never bumped into that, but it was an interesting situation. But I don't think that is intentional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, it, it did not seem like a part of the map that you were intended to fight in. But otherwise, I've actually been having a pretty, pretty fun time with some of the Battlegrounds matches just because, I don't know, I... I like having I like having the option of modes. Mm-hmm. And since they implied that there might be some more stuff coming this year, like maybe PvP events, I'm curious if they might do something with Battlegrounds, like maybe an event based thing like, oh, you know, whatever the case, you know, there's two chaos balls or something like that, whatever <laughs> the case. Like, uh, I'm just curious to see if, you know, they, they might do more on that, like they had mentioned, because after the Zeal of Zenithar event, I believe Mid-Year Mayhem or uh, White Strikes Mayhem will be mm-hmm. the next event, because that usually drops in July. Honestly, I've been dying for a two-way PvP in ESO for so long. I mean, I, I understand would... that the concept of the game is three factions... Right. But that doesn't mean we can't have six versus six 
PvP in like a in the closed game. environment. Sure. Yeah, like battlegrounds, but with two right. teams instead of instead of three, because that's I that that always annoyed me because one team could just be sabotaging you. And the other, t- you both, neither it of you win. Happens more than you think. Yeah, neither yeah, of you win. Yeah, it's a battle wins, to not lose as opposed to yeah. a battle to win. So um, two way battle is what I'm what I'm looking for. But what I, I wanted to ask, so you always mentioned while everyone was having performance issues in Cyrodiil, you were having performance issues in Battlegrounds. Did yeah. that change as well with this, or have you tried it on PCNA? Um, nah, it's super broken. Uh, I I, okay. <laughs> I never lag more than when I play Battlegrounds. I I don't know what it's the deal is. Um, yeah, I I have the most lag when I play Battlegrounds personally, and this is from the the PlayStation Five side of things or the PlayStation Network side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, and I've I've tried to say maybe maybe I just notice it more because it's a smaller, more competitive environment, so I care more. Mm-hmm. But like compared to dungeons and stuff like that, I I. There'll, there'll be weird stuff that happens because it's an online always connected game and there's millions of players like i get it like i don't expect it to be flawless all the time but i definitely run into the most bizarre things in battlegrounds it seems like the one thing since now there's shared achievements which i i love um i can build a cheesy build which lets me get out of trouble for not being very good a lot easier on a templar than i can on like a dragon knight <laughs> so I think that's why I maybe have been enjoying it more. Um, when somebody grabs like a relic, I can bomb them really, really fast and nuke them off a lot quicker than I could with a Dragon Knight. I just, I wasn't as good oh. at it type of thing. So I've been having more fun that way. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's definitely, I have fun with it in spite of itself. Performance is better for me in Cyrodiil uh, mm. or, or otherwise. So, so yeah. I, I don't know. Not game-breaking, it's just noticeable, I guess mm-hmm. I would say. So you mentioned you you want to like get to exactly 50,000 achievement points, and you are working towards that, right? Yeah. So Dave, completely unrelated to that desire of Lotus, do you think once Lotus reaches the 50,000 achievement points, do you think on UESB we could change one of the achievements points from <laughs> 5 to 10 and then trick Zas into that being the actual amount, and there must be a bug in the system because you know so USB I, documentation is better. Um, and get Lotus so to have five thousand nine hundred ninety-five, or or five thousand and five. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but basically just trick Zas into changing it based on USB data. The- uh, we could look into that. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure they're they're looking at USB for that that information. But... Well, we can convince them. It'll we'll, we'll find a way. <laughs> but um, what do you call it? But yeah, that's that's pretty much been uh, it for me. I guess uh, the only other thing is one thing I will just kind of say. I've got a small version of it. This is more based on just like the the thing that I'm very impressed with. Nephis uh, starting up is this initiative to get more people involved in learning trials and having trial teams that they get along with and not having a toxic environment and stuff like that. Uh, it's called Project Vitality, um, which you can go over to the ESOU Discord, um, which if it's if you've ever been interested in getting into trials and stuff like that, all platforms are supported by this. Um, it's Nephis and many people trying to do this to kind of 
let people get their feet wet with this type of content that a lot of people don't experience. And it's whether you like challenges or lore or any of this stuff, it can be really interesting for people because I still say, like, I love the story to the Moth Lorcage. Um, and so few people have experienced it. So, mm-hmm. like, if this is something that you might have interest in, um, it, it's a really great project that looks like it's starting up. And the idea is to be this, you know, helping environment that doesn't put all this extra stress on you until you want to, if you ever want to push for like speed runs and stuff like that. Um, and just as a, a kind of inspiration from that, I we've got a small little group. Unfortunately, I only really run this on PlayStation, but we've got our own little achievement team that we kind of started up and we're doing base trial achievement stuff like that. Um, so if you do play on PlayStation and that's something that you might have interest, feel free to hit me up. Uh, Lotus of Doom basically anywhere. Um, I'm kind of spearheading it with um, what do you call it? My friend Kate who is, uh, you know, one of the healers uh, from many trials guilds that I've been in. Um, but yeah, if that's something we're, we're looking for, no drama, it's like it, you're here to play and and like accomplish something and learn something is, is the goal. If, you know, if you want it done in one poll, this is not going to be the place for you. Um, I do, you know, the idea is to actually improve and get something done. So unfortunately, it doesn't necessarily always mean you're going to do it in one poll. Sometimes you got to be creative with the stuff. And that's kind of what I was hoping for with the, with forming this little group. So that's pretty much the extent of all I've been up to. Yeah. Still more than us. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I think what Dave does is a little more involved than any of us. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah. On the, on the grand (laughs) scheme of elder scrolls in general. Exactly. Uh, probably more than a lot of us ever in total did, but yeah. yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, by the way, ESOU is ESO University. So if you Google, um, all their links and whatnot should come up. Yep. Uh, ESOU on itself might not pop up. I don't know how it's. Oh, indexed, gotcha. That's so... probably a good thing to know. Yeah. yeah, yeah so no, it's, no, it's, that's, it's that's a good thing University, to know. Thank yeah. you. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I guess that brings but, uh, us towards the yeah. end of the show. Um. Dave, thank you so very much for joining us. It's been a blast. Um, yeah, it's been great talking with you guys. And yeah, no, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we will talk about you back again. Yeah, it's been a yeah. pleasure working with you too. So yes. <laughs> um, so, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, anything you want to mention? Where people can find you? Obviously, USB being one of them. Um, so yeah, basically, you- this is this is the part for you. No, yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, join us on the wiki, on Discord, you know, we talk about lots of stuff site-wise and Elder Scrolls-wise, and if you want to get involved more, that's a great, great place to, uh, to you know, meet uh, fans of Elder Scrolls and UASP alike, so, yeah, we welcome all kinds, and uh, be excited to talk with you. Yeah, and again, if anyone somehow hasn't checked UESP while being aware of this show, you are missing out on a lot. Yeah, I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't think it's a possibility, but I don't know. You you never know. Uh, what about you, Lotus? Um, so, like I said, if that uh, guild thing seems like something of interest, uh, you know, definitely hit me up. Otherwise, uh, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm just Lotus of Doom, you know, pretty much anywhere that there's in-game uh, uh, on Twitter, on Twitch, on Discord. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pretty easy to find me whenever uh, you need to get a hold of me. There you go. And I'm 
reachable anywhere that is Arkanir, A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R. I haven't really streamed or done anything in of that regard in a while, but I'm mostly on Twitter and on our Discord, so you can reach me out on those places. As for everything else we do, you can follow all those over at talesoftarmialpodcast.com, which might go down uh, at some point for a bit because I'm changing hosting services. Um, you can find links to all of our social media as well as our content. You can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash UESP if you want to help support the show and earn awesome Elder Scrolls themed rewards that we talked about. And if you're on audio format, you didn't see, but do check the... Um, patreon and the twitter accounts for the visuals of those they are really cool you can also consider leaving us a five-star review on itunes so people know that we are real podcasts that we say real words and sometimes it matters thank you all so very much for joining us on this episode of tales of tamriel and we will see you all next week have a great night everybody see you later When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel, and the heart was heard to shout. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone to Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end.